episode number 131. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Unstuck Method, Shira Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So I was planning to share with you a stuck story that recently happened over the holidays, and I wanted to share with you how I got unstuck and what my plan is going to be for the next holiday slash school break. But something happened this week, and I just wanted to share it with you. So I'm going to postpone the episode that I was going to share with you today for next week. But before I do, I would like to extend an invitation to you, my dear listeners. I will be offering a free three-day Getting Unstuck Challenge beginning November 17th. The three-day challenge is a terrific place to start getting unstuck in your life. In this challenge, we are going to explore where you may be getting stuck in your life and what you can do to start creating the changes that you want to see. To sign up for this challenge, head over to shiragura.com forward slash challenge. Okay, so now on to today's story. So about two weeks ago, my family hosted a family dinner over the holidays. We invited the entire family, which includes my husband's four brothers and their wives and their kids and my husband's parents. But at this holiday dinner, only one of the brothers came and of course his parents came. And it was over dinner that my sister-in-law mentioned that the youngest brother of the family, so my husband is one of five boys, he's number two, and the youngest one was going to be turning 40 in two weeks. Now, I was fully aware that this brother was going to be having a birthday soon because I have a really good memory for family birth dates for some reason, but I didn't realize that he would be turning 40. And that's a big thing considering he's the youngest of the five brothers. And so my sister-in-law said she would be inviting the entire family over for dinner and it was going to be a surprise. Okay, great. Now, usually in this family, when there's a big celebration, you know, like someone celebrating 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or even 80, the family tries to create something special. And that something special usually comes down to a family video montage and saying blessings to the person celebrating which is nice, but we were kind of hoping to do something different for this birthday celebration. And so the first conversation started off with hiring a chef, but that quickly got knocked off the list because of the price. And then we actually got stumped. So I reached out to a few friends of mine who are involved with acting here in Israel, and they suggested some games for me to lead one of which was this game that you may have heard of. It's called Kahoot. And it's basically trivia about the person. And you answer the trivia on your phones during the party. And anyway, it could have been fun, but I didn't have enough interesting or funny content. So we nixed that idea. And then I learned about this stand-up comedian in the area. And I was sent some video clips of her and I was like, yes, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hire this woman and it's going to be an awesome night. So she told us she was available and she would save the date for us. And she sent us a bunch of questions because, of course, 
you know, she doesn't know our family. And we had to answer them and give her information on funny things about the person celebrating and funny things about the family. But what happened was we apparently didn't have enough funny content. And this comedian kept writing back to us saying, it's not enough funny content. It's not enough. It's not enough. And I was doing my best to like really dig for information on this family. And I spoke to my mother-in-law and I spoke with my husband and I just kept asking more and more questions. And yet I was coming up with nothing. It was like hitting my head against the wall. It was not fun. And then like three days before the event, she told us she wouldn't be coming because it, she just thought it was not going to be successful. And I was actually kind of shocked that she canceled like three days before the event. I mean, like kudos to her for not just, you know, taking our money and doing this event that would have been less than successful because she could have done that. And she didn't do that. So kudos to her. But still, that left us empty handed. And I got so stuck. I was stuck that this family didn't have enough funny material to fill up for an hour. I was stuck on sadness because like, what were we going to do? Sit around someone's house for four hours eating and like looking at our phones, right? I mean, that's what happens when you don't have content. I just was so stuck. It was like eight o'clock in the evening when I got the news. I was in the supermarket reading the message on my phone and I just felt like crying. I had put so much thought and energy into this party and now it was going to be like the greatest disappointment. And I just stood there for a second. And then I took myself through the unstuck method. S. I held my hands onto that supermarket card. I closed my eyes and I took a deep breath. T. I told myself I'm stuck on sadness. I'm stuck on disappointment. I'm stuck on frustration. I'm stuck on anxiety. I was probably stuck on many other emotions too. What did I uncover? I said to myself, I believe this family is so freaking boring. <laughs> I mean, really, we couldn't come up with anything funny. It was so frustrating. But then I asked myself, is that 100% true? And I answered, no. Well, first of all, it's kind of funny that we don't have anything funny. So that could be funny. But, you know, I do think there's funny stuff. I just think that we're, we weren't seeing it. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's hard to like laugh at yourself. Anyway, I said to myself, I believe this event is going to be a failure. And I investigated that belief and I said, I don't know because it hasn't happened yet. I said to myself that I believe nobody in this family cares, right? Because the five brothers, they don't usually put much effort into anything. It's always like, you know, the sisters-in-law. And with this event, I felt like I was like alone, like I was like the only one who was putting the effort in. And then I asked myself, is that 100% true? And I said, no, there were other people trying to work on this with me. I said to myself, I believe this comedian should not have canceled just a few days before the event. I questioned myself on that. And I said to myself, you know what, that's not true. She has every right to cancel, you know, especially if she thinks it's not going to be a good event. So, C, what did I consider? 
I first considered just going back to my original idea of leading the family in some fun family games. But then, like something came out of nowhere. This is what happens when you stretch your brain. (laughs) I considered, I was standing there in the middle of the supermarket in the frozen vegetable aisle, and I said to myself, Shira, consider you being the stand-up comedian. (laughs) I have no idea where that thought came from, but let me tell you, I have zero experience, none, nada experience in stand-up or even, even, even acting. I didn't do any acting in school, nothing. But we did have a little bit of material to start with, and I know the family, and I got some really good ideas from the clips that were sent to me earlier in the week from that stand-up comedian. And I wrote to my sister-in-law and I said, I got it. Don't worry. It's going to be amazing. I didn't even tell her what I was planning to do. I just told her that I was taking care of it. And then for the next few days, I wrote up my outline. I interwove stand-up comedy with some, you know, easy games. I got myself a long-haired blonde wig and I packed my bag for that evening with jeans and a white tank top and dark lipstick and makeup, even though, of course, I would be arriving that night with like a long skirt and blouse without any makeup on. Um, that's usually my how I show up to things. And so, you know, there I was. I, I found myself at this party and, <laughs> you know, ready to surprise about 30 people with doing like a one-hour stand-up comedy show. (laughs) And so just after dinner, um, my niece was getting the family to be seated, and she told them there was going to be some entertainment coming soon, and I was in one of the bedrooms getting myself dressed and getting myself ready, and I got myself clear, and I went out there with confidence, and I was fearless, and I was carefree. And I have to say... It was one of the best nights of my life. I have never, ever done anything like that in my life, and it was terrific. I mean, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a pretty quiet person, and you might even describe me as serious, and maybe you would describe me as boring. Most people don't see the funny side of me. Like when my husband leaves his Crocs laying around the house and I put them on top of the refrigerator or I hide them in the kitchen desk. And then he's like, did anyone see my Crocs? You know, and then I answer, well, if you put them away where they belong, you would know where they are. Because of course, I say this to him like a hundred times a day, right? But he doesn't learn. So sometimes I just have fun with it. And I guess you can say fun is sometimes in the eyes of the beholder because he doesn't always see things funny like the way that I see things are funny. (laughs) But anyway, the point is, is I can be really, really, really funny. And I was. I had my brothers-in-law rolling on the floor. I had my mother-in-law in tears. I had my nieces and nephews smiling ear to ear. In fact, there was one kid there who actually came from my sister-in-law's side. So he didn't like really know who I was. And during the show, he asked his mom if he could invite me to be the comedy person at his eight-year-old birthday party. <laughs> it was like in the middle of the show, the mom came up to me and was like, he wants to hire you. <laughs> 
It was just like the best night. And the feedback that I got after the event was like the family was just saying they've never, they've never had such a great family event in their lives. And they were so shocked to see this side of me. I actually heard some of the brothers approach my husband asking if he's ever seen this side of me. And he just smiled because, you know, he has. And, and that was it. And I'm still, like a few days later, I'm still running the scenes of the night in my head, not consciously necessarily, but because it's so fun to relive it. <laughs> in fact, a few people that night, they said I should consider a new profession. <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly what I need right now, right? No, but in all seriousness, if you've read my book, you'll probably know that I'm all into self-deprecating humor and that's basically what I did that night because I knew the family so well. I don't think I could have done this in any other situation. And it really was a true honor to be able to bless my brother-in-law with such a gift. And he really was truly grateful. And when we got home later that night, before I went to sleep, I put my hands on my heart and Kay I held myself in self-kindness for having had gotten stuck in the first place. You know, like if I had stayed stuck when I was in the supermarket, you know, like giving up, there's nothing to do, it's going to be terrible, this amazing night would never have had occurred. Getting unstuck is so freeing, my dear friends. Okay, so let's take a look at your life. No, I am not going to ask you to consider being a stand-up comedian unless that works for you to consider doing that. And if it does, I would say go for it. Like get a whole bunch of friends together. Do it with your family. It's fun. <laughs> but in all seriousness, what I do want to challenge you with this week is to consider doing something out of the ordinary. Something out of your comfort zone. Something, of course, that's safe and respectful to you and to others, but something maybe that you've always wanted to do, but you haven't done. And this doesn't have to be extravagant. You know, it, it doesn't have to be doing comedy for 30 people, but you know, it could be like taking a different path to work or eating with your non-dominant hand or making time to visit a friend or a relative you haven't seen in a while, or even just picking up the phone. Like, what is something that's on your bucket list that you keep putting off because you've convinced yourself you don't have time or you think you can't do it? Where can you challenge yourself this week? This is really where our self-growth comes from, my dear friends. It doesn't come from doing the same, same day in, day out. It comes when we consciously decide to do something differently. It comes when we take a different path. It comes from sometimes just allowing ourselves to be uncomfortable. And so with that, my dear friends, I invite you to join me in the three-day Getting Unstuck Challenge starting on November 17th. You can sign up today on my website by heading over to shiragura.com forward slash challenge. And then I will email you a few days before to remind you that we'll be beginning. 
And I cannot wait to see what is going to unfold for you in your life as I guide you along to getting unstuck. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.